Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome into the Roxpile Rockies Report. I'm Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Roxpile. And as always, I'm joined by Kevin Henry, who is on the road in Hotlanta. In Hotlanta, which they hate that. I guess they hate it if you say that here. So I'll just say I'm in well, the it's hot and it's Atlanta. So they'll oh, get Yeah, it is hot, humid Atlanta. Well, it's it's like San Francisco. Well, <laughs> you don't like San Fran? Get over it. Shut, shut up. Nobody cares. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it was a, a hot, human night. Uh, Rockies just finished uh, being a part of the wrong side of history with Spencer Strider's 16 strikeouts and eight innings. Uh, so certainly we can talk about that. But uh, you know, outside of that opening game uh, where they 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 uh, looked decent, uh, pitching did what it was supposed to do that first night. Uh, the offense just was not there the next two evenings in any way. Shocked. Just absolute shocker. <laughs> I know. You know, and 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 uh MLB.com's Thomas Harding and I were in the press box tonight talking about the pitchers that the Rockies have faced so far on this road trip. You know, and again, they've been to New York, the Mets for four, now three in Atlanta. And just the pitching that they've run up against, maybe we shouldn't be too surprised that the road Rockies aren't hitting that well. And maybe they'll turn around in Cincinnati. But uh, but boy, these first seven games, it's it's been tough. Yeah, and that's definitely something we can hit on too uh, before we end is Cincinnati. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's the Rockies on the road against two, uh, arguably the two, uh, two of the three best teams in the National League. Yeah. Yeah. And I, honestly, I think in the postseason, they're in a better spot than the Dodgers because the Dodgers, with the exception of 2020, what have they done? You know, and the Dodgers are going through a lot of injuries right now with their pitching. There's no question about that. They just got Kershaw back. But, uh, you know, you on the surface, it looks like the Mets and the Braves certainly have somewhat of an advantage as September begins, for sure. And the Rockies, like you said, have seen both those just in the last week. And even with the Mets, I mean, the, uh, to me, they still have to prove to me they're, they're not the Mets in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Buck Showalter's never been to a World Series. Yeah, it's, so, it's, you know, and, and Diaz has been on such a roll out of the bullpen, you know, and there's so many things that are going right now. It seems like for the Mets that you wonder when something might go wrong and, and, you know, it could be uh, October, which would be a, a horrible time for it too. But uh, we know that the best teams don't always make it through the postseason. No, I mean, look at the 01 Mariners. They won 116 games. They didn't even get to the world series. Yeah. Let alone win it. You know, and, and does the American League have more intrigue right now with the Orioles battling for the wild card, the Mariners looking to break a postseason drought, the Yankees in free fall? You know, I mean, it's it's a very interesting on the AL side, to be honest. 
I I think for the playoff picture, it is more interesting in the American League. For the yeah. World Series picture, uh, until somebody does something otherwise, the Astros are going to get to the World Series. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. I do not think it's the Yankees. Uh, and I think they're showing exactly why. But yeah, the the Astros certainly look like the team to beat. And you know, hey, it could be a real fun, you know, <laughs> Mariners-Yankees rematch, like you mentioned of 0-1. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's going to be a little bit of uh, intrigue there and uh, revenge too. Yeah, I think the Mariners are good. I think the Blue Jays are good. Yeah. Um, the Yankees are going to choke. Um, I, I don't trust anybody in the Central. Uh, that they're going to be gone in the wild card round um whoever it is um it'll be the astros in uh, the astros in comparison are the 98 yankees and the rest of the american league is the 2017 and 2018 rockies in my opinion it's like okay yeah sure you got there but you aren't going to do anything yeah sure enough what do the rockies do (laughs) well you know and, and going back to how we started this, you know, what the Rockies have seen the last seven games from pitching, and we know how important pitching is in the postseason. But just what the Braves were able to throw out here in Atlanta with Max Freed, Kyle Wright, and then Spencer Strider, the way he was throwing tonight, um, it was it was something to be there and watch. And it was also something that you knew pretty early on that something was happening. I mean, I think I tweeted out in the top of the fifth that, Strider was at nine K's already and cool was, you know, let's face it. Chad cool was matching him at that point. He had seven uh, and had only given up one run, you know, and he gave up two solo home runs, um, you know, and, and uh, the Rockies lost three to nothing. For the Braves and, and, and you can even make the comparison with the Dodgers because it's in the NL West right now even in the last four or five years the, of the last four or five years, the worst team that the Dodgers have had is that 2018 team. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The best team that the Rockies have had was that 2018 team and they still lost for the Braves. Look at their yeah. rotation for the, for the Rockies. It's okay. Our rotation is going to be our strength. Charlie Morton is their fourth starter. Mm-hmm. Is he not the ace on the Rockies? No, agreed. And, and you know, the thing about, as you're watching the game tonight, Michael Harris, the second, hits the solo home run. Spencer Strider with 16 Ks and in eight innings. Both these guys are rookies. Both these guys are people who have zoomed up through their minor leagues. You know, as, as Brian Snicker said after the game, you know, we didn't even know in spring if he was going to be a part of the club or not. Yeah. So, you know, you look back and you see where they are now and those contributions. And again, it's a deep, very deep farm system that had guys that were ready to produce. And the Rockies are getting there. But, you know, as we've said numerous times in this podcast, they're not ready to ride in tomorrow no. or even by the end of September. And I think the whole call-ups, as you wrote about, you know, uh, Alan Trejo, great, uh, you know, but how much playing time is he really going to get and what's he going to contribute? And I think Chad Smith, could, you could well say the same thing. I, I think Smith has the opportunity to uh, get in there a little bit more simply because they need bullpen arms right now. Yeah. 
and with the Rockies in general, how many times have we discussed the offense and you have to have somebody that is going to put up big numbers mm-hmm. in the, the previous generation of the Rockies with Arenado and story and all that, you at least had those kind of guys. You just didn't have the, uh, the, the league average guys. Now you have a bunch of league average guys and a bunch of guys that are below. Yeah. For the Rockies, they have one player above a 101 OPS plus one. And that's CJ Crone. And he's hit like crap lately. Yeah. Oh, and really since the all-star break. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talked to Buddy, um, Bud Black, while we were here in Atlanta about, you know, he's got a lot of corner infielders right now. Yeah. You know, with Mac, with Montero, with Crone, with Tolia. And you saw tonight, you know, and it was because Brendan Rogers was unavailable because of a root canal, but you saw Mac slide back over to second, which let Montero play third. Crone was playing first. Tolia went to the outfield, his second straight night that he's been in the outfield. But, you know, it, it also, you know, it, it's it's a moving target. But at least you're seeing Bouchard get at bats. You're seeing Montero get at bats. You're seeing Tolia get at bats. So they are letting those younger guys step in there. I mean, there there's the the silver lining, perhaps, of everything, as I wrote in the morning after this morning. Yeah, and that's the thing. They they have to get some guys in there to see, hey, is this guy going to be part of our plans next year? Because mm-hmm. that's the point that they're at. For the Braves, it's completely different. Harris. He's one of their best hitters. Uh, yep. Honestly, overall in the year, is he? He's probably their third best hitter after Riley and Contreras. Mm-hmm. Olson's pretty close, but I mean, Olson is their fourth, fifth best hitter, and he's got a one twenty five, one twenty six OPS plus. That's what Arenado was putting up for for the Rockies. You know, and, and a story that's not getting out there a whole bunch, uh, you know, Ozzy Albies uh, broke his foot, uh, you know, uh, against the Nationals. He's just now going to rehab. But Vaughn Grissom has yeah. been able to step in and produce this last month or so. And and while I was in Atlanta, that's the thing that really stood out to me is that they've had guys who have stepped in when Acuna has been out, when Gr- when uh, Albies has been out, you know, and they've had guys that have been able to step right in. And they really haven't missed a beat. When Chris Bryant went out, I'd say the Rockies have missed a beat. Just a yeah. guess. Vaughn Grissom started out the season at high A. Mm-hmm. Was there anybody, anybody on Spokane's roster that could immediately make an impact on the Rockies in, granted, small sample size, 20, 20 21 games for Vaughn Grissom? He has an OPS of over 800. Mm-hmm. Is Zach Bean going to do that for you on the Rockies right now? Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. But odds are probably not. And that's that also separates the good teams and the bad teams is you do have some good luck. And opening day, Brian Snitker probably wouldn't have said, oh, yeah, I think that Vaughn Grissom is going to have an 825 OPS plus for us in September. He, Who knows? He might not have even heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> because he was last year he had 12 games in high a he was in low a for three quarters of the season yeah 
and and that's the thing. If you walk into the Atlanta clubhouse, they have what's called rookie row, and it's Grissom sitting next to Harris, sitting next to Strider, and just that corner, you just sit there and you go, "Wow." <laughs> Yeah. You know, and and again, it's not that the Braves have had, shall we say, the luxury of of inserting these guys. They've needed these guys to step in, and they have stepped in and done very well. And Strider and Harris are going to be the guys who are battling for the you know, rookie of the year. Yeah. And that that is one of many things that sets the difference between the men and the boys. Mm-hmm. And with the Rockies, I mean. Um, something we'll definitely be discussing here in the next few weeks is, and we've discussed a little bit before of they have a lot of guys that they, they're either going to have to protect on the 40 man roster from the minor leagues or get rid of them, which means they're going to have to get rid of some of their MLB guys. There's a lot of guys they could potentially get rid of either via free agency or just non tender. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think that there's going to be a shift in how the Rockies roster looks for sure. And and I think that the opening day roster next year, uh, you know, is going to look much younger and much different, which is a good thing. Let's let's be honest. They if they try something new and they try to bring in these younger guys, including a Tovar, which I fully expect to be your opening day shortstop next year, and your Tolia, who I expect to be in the opening day lineup next year as well. That that's a good sign for the Rockies that things are maybe starting to turn around a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, just strictly looking at free agents, and then we'll talk about it in a little bit more on the other side of the break as well. But if you're looking strictly at free agents, you've got Urania, you've got Shasin, Cool, Estevez, Calame, um, Iglesias, and Scott Oberg is likely going to be a free agent. Of course, he hasn't pitched in a while. Um, the Rockies have a team option on him. And then Charlie Blackman, it's a player option. He, I would, I think he's going to option, uh, he's going to exercise it, but he's taking more than a 50% pay cut on that. So that's not a complete 100% given. Yeah, I don't think Chuck's ready to hang it up just yet. Uh, I, I think that he's wanting to see if this next generation could do something and maybe make one more run next year. We'll see. Yeah. But, you know, you mentioned the break, so let's take one here real quick, and then let's come back on the other side and talk about a couple of things I heard here in Atlanta as well as some roster questions that are coming up here on the Rocks Bow, Rockies Report. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And Kevin Henry backs alongside Noah Yingling. We are your co-experts for Rockspile. Thank you for listening to the Rockspile Rockies Report. Uh, Noah, there's going to be an article come out tomorrow that I thought was, you know, I, I enjoyed writing it. I enjoyed talking to the guys about it. And whenever I walked in and Tolia was making his debut on Tuesday, so he'd just been called up, I thought it was very interesting because when I walk in, his locker is right next to Ryan McMahon's. 
and Ryan McMahon and Tolia are sitting there talking to each other as we're getting ready to talk to Tolia about making his big league debut. And I talked to Mac about that uh, exchange earlier today. And, and I asked him kind of his view because, you know, it's, it's kind of weird to think about, but Rymac is one of those veteran guys on this team now. You know, he's no longer the prospect, no longer the young guy. He's, he's a veteran of this team. And he told me some very interesting things about how he remembers whenever he came up during the wild card run for the Rockies and how his focus during that time, looking back, was when am I going to get my bats? You know, when am I going to do this? Me, me, me. And he, he told me, and, and you'll read it in the article, he says, I wish somebody had come up and said, we're trying to win right now. We're trying to make sure, you know, fit into the team. Don't worry about your at-bats. Perform when we ask you to. Now, granted, it's a different environment because the Rockies aren't in the playoff hunt by any stretch. But still, I thought it was really interesting how his perspective has changed. And he's been the guy to kind of talk to Tolia about some of the unwritten rules in the clubhouse and what to really know as a rookie coming into this. And, you know, Tolia Montero have both told me how much the Mac has kind of been the one to talk to him a little bit and kind of take him under his wing. And I think that that's something you don't see just watching the games. But uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And of all the players, to do that, uh, honestly, that the least surprising. Yep, for sure. Agreed. Both uh, both of us knowing Ryan McMahon, I mean, that's not surprising in the least that he is taking that leadership role, which mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why the Rockies extended him. Now, uh, obviously, on the field, you can say, hey, he hasn't developed at the plate as much as we would like. But still, at this juncture, He's one of your best bats. Now, they're hoping that he will develop more himself at the plate, but especially with his defense, he is still one of the two or three best players on the team. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, you know, I think it says a lot that Bud has, excuse me, has moved him up to the leadoff spot this year. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's something either one of us would have expected when the season began. But I think that says some a lot about even though he may not be putting up the numbers, still what Buddy sees in his potential to do that and bat him up top. Yeah, and uh, since August second, this is not including today's game. He was hitting three fourteen, three fifty five, five forty seven, five homers, fifteen RBI, six walks. Will that regress some? Yes, it will. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the BABIP there, 393. He's had a lot of good luck with that. But especially the on-base percentage. I mean, we both know that Ryan McMahon will take his fair share of walks. Yeah. I mean, He's one entering, leaders in that. Yeah. entering the month of August, he had a 328 on-base percentage, yet he was only hitting 232. So, I mean, he's going to walk a good 10% of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's going to make the pitcher work. Now, a, a guy like Strider tonight, who was so on his game, Mac didn't really get the chance to do that. None of the Rockies did, let's be yeah. honest. But, you know, in the Cincinnati series, I think that's one thing to watch. And one thing that maybe we don't watch enough is how much are the Rockies actually working the count right now? 
because Mac is the leader, uh, not only of the Rockies, but uh, really among all baseball players. He is up in that top percentage of guys who take most pitches per bat. Yeah, I want to say last I checked, this was a few days ago. Um, I think he was fourth in the yeah. average of pitches taken per plate appearance. Yeah. I mean, he's going to hit the ball hard too. He's top 10, 12% of that. And he doesn't chase that often either. He's in the top third of all players in the best chase rate. So, I mean, he's he's not going to – now, granted, he does still strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. And he, he'll he be the first one to tell you he'd like to get that down. But sure. that, that's something, especially going into the Red Series, that will be interesting, especially because we all know how they started off terribly to start the year what was it three and 22 yeah i believe it was Reds, yes yep yeah and since then not including uh today they are 48 and 56 yeah in their last 104 games not great better than the rockies better than the rockies you know and, and one thing because if you look at just this little stretch coming up they finish up the road trip in Cincinnati, come straight home, open a Labor Day game, day game, by the way, against the Brewers to start that series. And then the Diamondbacks come to town. Noah, that's the Diamondbacks who are currently in third place in the NL West and featuring some young talent of their own like Corbin Carroll. So, it, you know, we, we haven't kept up with the Diamondbacks and Giants as much, but, you know, we were talking about that a little bit tonight as well, how that they have really turned things around there. In, in Phoenix. And particularly from a Giants perspective, how poorly did they read the trade deadline? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in hindsight, for sure. Absolutely. And especially, I mean, granted, they had won three of their last four going in to the month of August. But right before that, they went on a seven-game road trip to Dodger Stadium and to Chase Field, mm-hmm. and they got swept in both series. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, right then and there should have told them, maybe we aren't as good as we think. Since the trade deadline, they are 10-16. and 16. Overall on the season, as a team, they are hitting 233 with a 700 OPS. Suboptimal, Kevin. Suboptimal. It's it's suboptimal, and <laughs> you know, you you give me all those numbers and all those things, and I'll still tell you that when the Rockies go to San Francisco right at the end of the season, oh, they'll get clobbered. Yeah, it's going to be a horrific series for sure. They'll get you know, crushed. You know, and, and and that's the thing is that I, I think what is there left to look at in September as the Broncos gear up and everything else, I really do think a lot of it is going to boil down to what can Tolia and Montero do. Will Tovar get the call up? Will he be healthy enough to do that? I think those are the biggest things that you can watch for the Rockies. And, and, you know, I hate to say it. I don't know if the wins and losses matter. They, They really don't at this point, you know, I know that certainly it helps with draft order and, you know, the lottery and all that for next year. Yeah, you know, you get more ping pong balls or however you want to say it, but, you know, but I don't think, I think it's much more about 
what does how are they going to lay the foundation and as you've said is this a tryout for some of these guys whether they're going to stick around or not yeah i mean some of them i mean as dick monfer mentioned what a year and a half ago now they got to start cutting bait i mean there's no other way around it there's some guys where sure they could pan out for some other team but what have the rockies done with them sam hilliard see part of the future plans yeah yeah offensively he's been much better this year offensively no no better and that's just it you know and and i think that as much as we all love connor joe you know there he's he's not playing a lot right now and when he is he's not producing a lot right now either so i think that that's something to bear watching as well now correct me if i'm wrong but we we said at the very beginning of the year, maybe even during the off season, of this team has a lot of outfielders mm-hmm. that are mediocre. Yep. So okay, yeah, you've got all these guys, and you want to mix and match and all that, but you have Chris Bryant, who obviously they didn't expect he'd be out for three quarters of the year, which the update on him is. No yeah. new news, which, again, me reading between the lines, this is completely my own opinion. He's done for the year. I mean, it's yeah. they don't want to say it, but it's he's done for the year. Um, who else do you have out there that's producing really well? Well, yeah, you know, and the list is probably a lot shorter because you've got guys like Joe, Hampson, Hilliard that, that have not. And look at just this brave series alone. Tolia gets two of the three starts in right field. Yep. Bouchard, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he got all three starts in left. I believe he did. Yeah. So, you know, I think that says a lot right there, to be honest with you. And one we mentioned this on the last podcast, and we haven't done it here in a few weeks because just busy, but we talked about Garrett Hampson of he is been awful at the plate recently mm-hmm. since july 27th he's hitting 100 100 five for 50 no extra base hits four walks yeah i i and i i know they love his versatility i know all that but at the same time i think it really has come to the point with him and hilliard that they've run out of options they've run out of chances to really prove to prove what they can do and that's the thing, even like with Connor Joe, okay, he's versatile. He's a good defender. He'll take his fair share of walks. Okay. But other than playing multiple positions, what does Garrett Hampson offer you? He doesn't get on base, so he can't steal. He, he's versatile, but he's the team's worst defender other than Elias Diaz this year. So, I mean, okay, he can play all these different positions, but he isn't playing them well so yeah it's 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 a tough draw i mean let's be perfectly honest it is and and i think it's something that if you're the rockies you've got to look at as you've said are they part of our future and i think that there's enough young talent coming up that you're going to need those roster spots and i'm i think that there's where some of your roster casualties could come from is what the guys that we've just talked about yeah and that that's the thing where it's like okay we have and 
we occasionally do this game where, okay, let's look at the team by war because mm-hmm. it's the overall encompassing thing. Eighth on the team, actually tied for seventh, I should say, tied for seventh, is Tyler Kinley. That's always our barometer, it seems, because Kinley, of course, hasn't moved for quite some time. Yeah, he has not pitched in a game since June 8th. Yep. He should not be tied for seventh on your team. It's an issue. And the guys ahead of him are Rogers, McMahon, Crone, who has gone down a lot recently, mm-hmm. Bard, Iglesias, who will be a free agent, mm-hmm. Kyle Freeland, and Armand Marquez. Mm-hmm. That's you know, it. Free, yeah. <laughs> Freeland and Marquez will get, will get their starts in Cincinnati. Uh, so, you know, uh, Marquez obviously looked great his last start out against the Mets. You know, can he keep that string going? Because unfortunately with both those guys, it's been so up and down this year, you know? And so I think that that's something to watch as well. Can Marquez put together a second straight quality start? Yeah. And overall he's, he's been better recently, but has he been the quote unquote ace? No, no. That's what the Rockies need. No, you don't have it. I and it, it just since July 10th, we'll say that's his last nine starts 349 ERA. Not bad, especially when you're pitching four of those games at Coors, mm-hmm. but two of them are against the Diamondbacks. Not to mention, he also pitched against the Pirates and the White Sox and the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been favorable, let's be perfectly honest here. But, you know, uh, so I think that obviously there's a lot to catch up on and, and more time than we've got podcast time for. But one thing that I'm watching is, you know, as we mentioned earlier, Alan Trejo, Chad Smith come up. Will the Rockies keep rotating these guys through, you know, and and when they come up, will they actually get playing time? Yeah. Will Trejo get in there or is it something that he'll be down in a few days and somebody else will be up and they're just going to keep rotating that one position player and one pitcher through, especially with Chad, I would say that they would use him and then bring up a fresh arm some point along the way, you would think, then just kind of keep that going. Now, personally for me, what do I think is the best way that they should go forward? you know some of these guys are not going to be with your team next year. DFA them now. Because then you can add some of the guys from the minor leagues and you can see more. Mm -hmm. Maybe those guys in the minor leagues aren't going to be ready. Maybe they're going to play like crap. Maybe they're not going to be even with you next year either. But you could at least see, hey, like with Sean Bouchard, hey, give him some playing time and let's see what happens. Maybe he's not with the team next year. Maybe he's in the minor leagues next year, but Hey, we aren't giving player X more playing time when we know player X isn't going to be here next year. Well, and and I think that's going to be the interesting thing to watch until the uh, Dodger series ends there in early October is how much playing time do they actually give or do they keep rolling out Iglesias? and Crone and Gritchick, you know, and, and keep, keep going with the guys that either, you know, they're going to be with you next year or they're not. 
and you already, I mean, you know, that's probably already been determined in a lot of ways. Yeah. But some of them, like, for example, Ryan Belade, I mean, he hasn't exactly hit the cover off the ball in Albuquerque, but is he part of it? Do you, do you want to see if he's part of your future plans or not? Sure. Where, I mean, he's not hitting as well as say DJ Peterson down there, but DJ Peterson is 30 and it'll be 31 in December. Is he part of your future plans? Probably and, and, not. And let's just hit that real quick because so many people were very disappointed about when Bernard going down. And I get that completely. Bernard has played well, great story, great human being, all that stuff. But do you really think when Bernard belongs on the opening day roster next year? You know, as the team is currently constructed, yes. Should he be on there? No. Right. You know, I, I think that him going back down was a real sign that they're trying to see a is he part of that and b how many guys younger let's just be perfectly frank younger who are still in triple a could come up and make a bigger impact than he is when bernard is fast infield singles all that great stuff he didn't really show the power while he was up there and i think that's what they're wanting to see out of bernard and uh or sorry, want out, to see of, in general. out of Bouchard. Out of Bouchard, totally. Yeah, and that's what they want to see in general. Is yeah, you don't have enough power. That's that's the problem with the offense. Yep. They don't have enough power. The pitching staff, they just have to get better. I mean, it's as simple as that. And they have to get more consistent. And that that's the thing with the offense as well. Okay. Coors Field, you're I mean, they haven't been as good as they were last year at Coors, but it's been decent at Coors on the road. It's like Okay. Yep. Well, we will be with you next week after the uh, the homestand or in the uh, later end of the homestand. Let's see what the Brewers look like whenever they come to town. The Brewers are still fighting for a playoff spot. And um, as we record this, Christian Yelich has been pulled from the game due to a yes. neck problem. That's going to be very interesting to see. And that could be the death knell for the Brewers who are fading uh, quickly, shall we say? Yes. Yeah. They have. Um, the Rockies did nothing in the trade deadline. The Brewers still had a worse trade deadline than the Rockies. <laughs> and, and it waits to be seen if the Padres did too, to be perfectly frank, with yeah. the way the hater trade has blown up two, two teams, it seems like. It's a very interesting thing. Yeah. And you last point you just absolutely hate hate to see the yankees not be in first place that is a shame, that is a shame. there there are a few uh, folks freaking out about that and we we always hate to see that so uh but no we will come back from coors field next week and uh, we'll have more and uh, i have a feeling we'll have a few more roster moves to talk about between now and then as well yeah and we'll have to see uh where in the world kevin henry is again it's exactly. been a while since you since we've recorded one while you've been on the road I know, but, uh, you know, we thought we'd do something a little different tonight and on a historic night here in Atlanta with, with Strider getting the 16 Ks, beating John Smoltz, who did 15 twice. So very interesting uh, night here in Atlanta. And that's something you probably wouldn't think of. I mean, just as someone who doesn't follow the Braves every single pitch is, oh, okay, Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, Rockies legend Denny Nagel in the exactly. late 90s. And Steve Avery and those guys. Okay, somebody had to have 16 strikeouts. Nope. 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 Spencer Strider is that guy. The mustache lives. So 
uh hey thanks for listening to this episode of the rocks pile rockies report make sure you check out rockspile.com follow us on twitter at rockspilefs and make sure as well that you check out our baseball coverage we're going to have things from atlanta here at call of the pen as well as fan sides mlb site Noah and i both contribute on both of those and until next time signing off for my friend and partner Noah yingling this is kevin henry and as always go rockies <laughs>